What's up? It's Alexis Lewis. Today is Monday, February 10th, and you are now listening to the Music Money Mentor podcast. Today, we're going to talk about why musicians overpay their taxes every single year. And I'm not talking about just overpaying their taxes because they want to or getting refunds or anything like that. I'm talking about things that they're missing out on um, that are truly affecting their music business on a day-to-day basis. So taxes, if you didn't know, are one of the biggest expenses that you will pay throughout your lifetime. From a federal perspective, taxes can be somewhere between 15 and 50% of your income. So if you're making $100,000 a year, then you're likely going to be paying a 30% or $30,000 to $50,000 in taxes every single year. And so when you're overpaying in that area of your financial life, that can make a huge difference on your overall financial freedom. So that's why we're talking about this today. I wanted to make sure that you understand that overpaying your taxes means that you're not achieving your goals. It means that you're not able to release the type of projects that you want, or you're not able to take your kids on the vacation that you want. You're not able to provide the type of lifestyle that you want to have and the house that you want to live in and all of these different things. Maybe you're the type of person that likes to give to charity and anything like that. And you're not able to do that type of thing if you're overpaying on your taxes each and every year. So there are several different reasons how this can happen. And so let's make sure that you're not one of those people that are overpaying. All right, let's get started. So the first reason, make sure you're taking notes. The first reason that most musicians, whether they're producers, songwriters, executives, etc., are overpaying their taxes is because you're not keeping good records. So that's number one. The reason why you're not winning at the tax game is because you are not keeping good records. So think of it like this. When you're guessing your expenses, that means that you have no idea how much was spent, where it was spent, when it was spent. And that means that your tax deductions aren't accurate. They're actually probably conservative. And that also means that you're giving way too much of your money to the IRS. None of us have a good enough memory to recall what we've spent in different categories throughout the year. And when we forget tax deductions, that's the biggest thief of your money. And the ringleader is you. So when you forget tax deductions, again, those are the biggest thief of your money because that's the area of your life that you're spending the most in. And you are the ringleader. And so many musicians are guilty of failing to keep track of their business expenses. And that includes things like car mileage or failing to get like tax identification numbers from their service providers um, so that they can claim the amounts they've deducted. So every year we talked about this on the last podcast. So if you listen to episode number five, that's all about paying your team. When you listen to that podcast, you'll find out that you're supposed to do certain things when you pay other people. So let's say you're paying a mixer or a mastering team or any of those types of people, producers, songwriters. When you're doing that, you need to be getting certain information. And if you're not doing that, then those things are missed tax deductions as well, which means that you are now overpaying your taxes. You're now giving the IRS too much of your money. And we don't want you to be that person in 2020. Here's the thing. 
Keeping good records will help you do the following. Number one, it's going to help you to prepare your tax returns. A lot of you procrastinate on that simply because you're not, um, you're not keeping good records. But when you do keep good records, you'll be able to prepare your tax returns faster and with more accuracy. You're going to make sure that you're getting all of the deductions that you're entitled to. Keeping good records will also help you to keep track of your deductible expenses. So when you're keeping good records, you're know, you'll know what's available to you to be able to deduct on your taxes. And if you haven't already, um, let me take this moment to say, go ahead and get online and grab our list of 100 tax deductions. It's 100, the number 100.growthgroup.com. So when you go there, you'll get a checklist from us of 100 tax deductions that are specific for people in the music industry. And that should help you also be able to keep track of your deductible expenses. All right. So keeping good records um, it will help you, number one, like I said, prepare your tax returns and also keep track of your deductible expenses. Another thing that keeping good records will do is help you to support the items that are reported on your tax return. So in the rare occasion that you will wind up being audited You've got proof of all of the different things that you've spent, where you spent them, when you spent them, how much you spent, all of those different things to support all of the different items that are on your tax return. So again, just so you don't forget, good records are going to help you to prepare your tax returns, keep track of all of your deductible expenses, and then also to support the items that you've reported on your tax return so that in case of an audit, you've got proof. All right, so the fourth thing that keeping good records does it is it helps you to monitor the progress of your business on an ongoing basis. So am I doing better than last year? Am I doing better than last week, last month, last quarter? All of those different things. You can keep track and monitor how well you're doing in business over different periods of time. So you can compare different years and all of those different things. So that will allow you, again, to monitor the progress of your business to see how well you're doing. So um, the fifth thing that keeping good records allows you to do is to prepare your financial statements. Now, financial statements include three different major types of forms, which are your income statement, your balance sheet, and also your statement of cash flows. So those are three different financial statements that keeping good records will allow you to produce. And you need those for when you want a bank loan for your business. Let's say that you're going to record a new album and you need some funding, some capital. You can do that when you've got good records from previously and you have those financial statements. This also shows proof of income for when you want to, let's say, purchase a home or um, again, like I said, get a loan. You're going to be able to prove your income because you have those financial statements available, again, because you've kept good records. So again, good records, meaning bookkeeping and financial tracking and things like that will help you to prepare the tax returns, keep track of your deductible expenses, um, support the items that are reported on your tax returns monitor the progress of your business, prepare your financial statements, which we just talked about, and then two other things. Identify the sources of your income. So where are you making money from and for what services are you making that money? So it could be you're getting money from several record labels or you're getting money from um, your PRO or you're getting money from publishing companies or sync placements. Um, you're able to divvy up those things and figure out what are the different sources of your income. And then you can also, with good financial records, keep track of your property. So 
Um, so many musicians that I know have so many tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars in equipment, whether it be recording equipment, instruments, microphones, all types of things. And this will, keeping good records will also allow you to keep track of your property and the value of those things in case they're sold and all of the rest of those things. So again, the first mistake that musicians make is not keeping good records and that's why they're overpaying their taxes every year. Again, let that not be you. Guessing your expenses is not the way to go. We wanna make sure that we have all the right information. All right, so that was number one. The second reason that musicians are overpaying their taxes each year is because they're not filing taxes on time. Remember, if you're a day late, you're more than a dollar short. If you don't file and pay your taxes by the April 15th deadline, you're going to get hit with additional taxes, just adding on to what you already owed. If you do not file your taxes on time, the IRS will hit you with a failure to file penalty, which is 5% per month, up to 25%. So here's an example. Let's say that you owe $10,000 and you're a procrastinator and you don't finish your taxes until September. That means that you're gonna be hit with a 25% penalty and now you owe $12,500 simply because you were late. Here's, here's why this works out. The US income tax system is a pay-as-you-go system which means that you must pay income tax as you earn or as you receive your income throughout the year. And you can do that in one of two ways. You can either have that withheld from the money that you were supposed to receive. Think about when you have a job, um, you know, you make, let's say, $15 an hour, but after taxes, when you add up everything, it doesn't equal to $15 an hour. That's because they've already withheld the taxes before you even got it. So that's the first way that you can pay the taxes as you earn or as you receive income throughout the year. And the other way is by making estimated tax payments. So estimated tax payments are the most used way of paying taxes for music entrepreneurs like yourself because you are estimating your taxes on your own. Nobody's withholding that from the paychecks that you receive. You have to estimate that yourself and then go ahead and send that payment to the IRS on a quarterly basis. So those are the two ways that you can um, pay your taxes as you go throughout the year. But if you didn't pay enough tax throughout the year, either through withholding, like we talked about, or through making those estimated tax payments, you may have to pay a 6% penalty per year. So in addition to not filing the taxes on time and having that 25% penalty, you can add another 6% on. So now you're at 31% just in penalties per year for not paying the taxes throughout the year. So you wanna make sure that we avoid that. Regular everyday people pay taxes annually by April 15th, but that's not the rule for business owners, specifically music business owners as well. Instead, like I said earlier, you should be paying quarterly. And those dates are April 15th, write these down. So you should be estimating and paying your taxes quarterly. April 15th, June 15th, September 15th, and January 15th. If you can get your taxes paid as you go on those dates, April, June, September, and January, you'll be good. You'll completely miss 
or not have to pay that 6% penalty for not paying throughout the year. And here's the thing that adds just like insult to injury is that when you don't pay enough taxes through the year, in addition to those penalties I just mentioned, they'll also hit you with a 5% interest charge. So we've got a 25% penalty for not filing taxes on time, a 6% penalty for not paying as you go, and then another 5% in interest. So altogether, we're looking at 36% potentially in penalties simply for not filing on time and paying the right amount of tax. So again, that's another reason that I've seen so many times with musicians, well, they'll come to us and say, hey, we did not um, pay taxes, we did not file taxes for several years, and that just gets you into more and more trouble um, because what happens is they tack on penalties after penalties after penalties that stack on each other. And a lot of these penalties are a per year basis. And so they keep adding on on top of each other. So again, we want to make sure that instead of doing it the old way and just paying taxes annually, you wanna pay quarterly, which is four times a year. So most musicians overpay their taxes because number one, like I said, they're not keeping good records. And number two, they're not filing on time. The third thing that I've noticed is that musicians are not handling business like business. Here's the thing, as soon as you choose to accept money in exchange for your contribution to music, you are a business owner. Whether you're an artist, a songwriter, a producer, um, you could be an instrumentalist, a mixing engineer, a label executive, a manager. However you make money in the music industry, you're now in the business. And when you don't handle yourself like a business owner is when you'll owe more money than you have to with the IRS. Um, not conducting yourself as a business owner will make the IRS look at you as a hobbyist. They think you're out here just playing for fun and now that custom guitar that you bought won't be tax deductible and that's not what we want. A key feature of a business versus a hobby is that people are in business to make profit. And there are nine factors that the IRS uses to decide if you're a serious business owner or not. These are the things that they use to figure out whether or not they're gonna allow you to continue on in business and deduct those things on your taxes and reduce your tax bill, or whether you're, they're gonna treat your business as a hobby and none of those expenses are tax deductible. So make sure you're taking notes for these nine factors that the IRS uses. The first factor that they use to decide whether or not you're really handling your business is whether you're carrying on the activity in a business-like manner and maintain a complete and accurate books and records. So this goes all the way back to number one when we were talking about musicians overpaying their taxes because they're not keeping good records. The IRS says that whether you carry on the activity in a business-like manner and you maintain complete and accurate records is one of the main reasons why people get stuck being in the hobby rule instead of in the business rule. And you want to be considered in the business rule because then you're able to deduct a lot more things. And so, you know, again, you have to maintain accurate books and records. That's the first factor that the IRS uses to decide if you're a serious business owner. And 
Here's the thing, a couple podcasts back, um, we talked about everything that you need in order to deduct almost anything on your taxes. Make sure you go check out that episode um, and that will also help you to make sure that you're getting the right information and maintaining your books and records. The second thing that the IRS uses to decide whether or not you're serious in business is the time and effort that you put into the activity. That indicates whether or not you're going to add profit to your business. So they want you to spend enough time and effort in that business activity to show that you're wanting it to be profitable. It doesn't mean that you're having to spend 40 hours a week. It just means that you need to be consistently spending time and effort in making money and in being profitable in business. If you're not doing that, then that's one of the factors that the IRS could decide, hey, it's just a hobby. We're not going to continue allowing you to deduct things. And that's not what you want. The third thing is whether you depend on the income that you're getting from the business for your livelihood. So again, they want you to start operating a profitable business. It doesn't mean that you have to pay all of your bills with the money that you're coming that's coming in from your business, but it does mean that your business should be operating towards a profit so that it can support you financially. So they want to see that you are on your way or headed in that direction to where the income that you're bringing in is supporting your livelihood. The fourth thing is whether or not your business losses. So if you're not making money, you're actually spending more than you make. They want to know whether or not those losses are due to circumstances beyond your control or those are due to the normal startup phase of business. So when you're first in business, the IR, first starting out in business, the IRS knows that you are not going to be making money immediately. That's the startup phase. They expect that you're going to have to put money into it to really get the wheels rolling. And so they're not expecting that as soon as you get into business that you're business is going to be successful right out the gate. They know that there's a startup phase within the type of business that you have within the music industry, but they want to know if you continue to get losses beyond the startup phase, you're 10, 15 years in and you're still making losses every year. They want to know that that's due to circumstances beyond your control. So that's the fourth thing. The fifth thing that they want to know is whether you changed your methods of operating in an attempt to improve your profitability. So again, this is about making sure that you're operating in a business-like manner and they know that business people will change what they're doing, their processes, their pricing, um, the people that they're working with in order to attempt to improve how profitable they are. So maybe you'll increase your processes. Maybe you'll change your pricing. Maybe you'll switch out and work with other team members. You've switched your manager or you switched your publisher or something to that effect to improve the amount of profitability that you had. So they want to see that you've made those types of changes as well. And then the next thing is whether or not you were successful in the past in making profit in this area. So whether or not you were successful five years ago in the same industry will likely be favorable for you now because we've seen that you've made profit in this same activity or something similar to it in the past. We've seen you've been able to collect money in the past. And so we believe that you may be able to have that in the future. So it's not a hobby. Um, that's what we're looking for. So if you 
saying 10 years ago and you used to make money on stage and you're re, um, you know, resurfacing your career and coming back or anything like that, they, they're, that's a good thing that they're looking for. The next thing is whether or not the activity makes a profit in some years and how much profit it makes in those years. So you may have a business that fluctuates, which is very, very typical of the music industry. Maybe, for example, several years are profitable, and then you have a year where you release an album. And during that album release year, you've had to focus all of your time not on touring or not on selling, and you've had to focus on recording, and recording costs money, and so you've had a large amount of expenses in a year where you had to slow down the revenue. So they're looking at different factors like that as well, as to whether or not certain years are making profit, how much profit is being made during those years, and you know why those changes are happening. So again, making sure that you're able to show that that profit is happening in some years and not others, and having a reason behind it will help you to ensure that you continue to be able to operate yourself in a business manner with being able to deduct expenses and not in a way where they're going to treat you as a hobby that you can't deduct. And then the next thing is whether or not you can expect to make a profit from um, an appreciation of the assets that you have used in the activity. So for example, let's say for example that you've been recording um, albums for several years and they've been somewhat successful, but maybe not enough to bring a full profit all of the years. Well, those are assets in your business. All of that intellectual and creative property that you have, all of those music releases can gain royalty income and so many different types of opportunities of revenue going down the line with sync placements and all the rest of these things. And they're saying, well, if you can expect to make a future profit from these things, then again, that may not be something that is a hobby, but it's one of those things that just takes time to time to build up. So that would be another factor that they're looking into to see whether or not you're serious about the business or not. And then the final factor, number nine, is whether or not you or your advisors have the knowledge needed to carry on this business activity successfully. And so having a great team behind you makes a huge difference. Um, in this factor, they're saying that whether you or your advisors are able to make this activity profitable in the future. And if that's the case, again, you will be looked upon favorably by the IRS. They're not going to treat it as if you're just out here playing for fun. They're going to know that this is a serious business owner. And so having a team of advisors, whether that be business managers like our team at Growth Group, attorneys, managers, publishers, all of those types of people in your corner, that stuff adds to the legitimacy of your business. All right. So, so far we found out that musicians are overpaying their taxes every year because they're not keeping good records. They're not filing on time. They're not handling business in a business-like manner. And also the fourth and final reason that I've seen is because they're not seeking professional help. When it comes to taxes, working with a music tax professional is a plus because CPAs that specialize in music taxes can handle direct communication with the IRS to help resolve tax issues. They can handle tax prep virtually like we do at Growth Group. Um, and that way you don't have to spend time in the office and online and that kind of thing. 
And also a music tax professional is open all year. You can work with the same tax preparer that knows your unique situation. And there's no more explaining your business year after year to someone who doesn't understand the music industry. A couple of years ago, we had a band that came to us who had been working with a major um, tax filing company over the last couple of years. And they told that this band that they couldn't deduct their um, band van because they didn't know how to do that. And they didn't understand the music industry and how much something like a van was a huge asset and a huge um, thing involved in the touring process. And so they had bought this, I think it was like a twenty-five dollars or $45,000 van that they were using in their business every single year that they hadn't deducted. And that was a huge, huge, made a huge difference in their tax situation um, to the tune of a couple thousand dollars. I think it was seven or $8,000 in um, that they overpaid in their taxes simply because they didn't have the right tax professional on their team. So working with a music professional, music tax professional that understands not only taxes, which are important, but your specific industry within music is extremely important because there can be knowledge lost. Um, if someone typically works with doctors, for example, um, they obviously know a lot about that industry and what's possible there. They've worked with the IRS on audits in that area, but if they don't, um, they could that that taxpayer could be losing out on a lot, and the same applies to the music industry. Where if you're working with professionals who are not specialized in the music industry, there really is a loss of knowledge there, where they're not treating things potentially the way that they should, and you're therefore missing out on things that you should otherwise be getting. All right. So as we've talked about today, there are four different ways that musicians are overpaying their taxes. Again, not keeping good records, not filing on time, not handling business, and not seeking professional tax help. If that's you and you would like professional tax help this year, you can reach us at growthgroup.com and we can get started with your tax returns today. Otherwise, y'all have a good week and we'll talk to you next week. Same time, same place. Same place.